At any one time, we're always bombarded with conflicting advice about parenting. On one hand, we hear things like, your child shouldn't hear the word no. It's bad for them to be told no. Or we hear, you shouldn't give any consequences. These are really just punishments in disguise. On the other hand, we hear, unless you spank your kids, they'll grow up to be spoiled and naughty. Or you should teach your child to obey you without question and to be afraid of you. Otherwise, they'll be in trouble. That's why today we have part two of our Parenting Strategies series on the Discerning Parenting Podcast. We'll clear up the stress and confusion around this. Are there days you feel you've had it with the sleepless nights, the temper tantrums, the constant fatigue of trying to keep up with an active baby? Does it feel like you're always working so hard as a parent, trying to do everything for your kids and family, and yet it never feels enough? We get it. You love your child more than anything, and yet parenting is also exhausting and challenging, especially when you're bombarded with criticism and pressure to be the perfect parent, which, spoiler alert, does not exist. That's why we created Discerning Parenting, the podcast that helps you cut through the noise and focus on what truly matters in your parenting journey. This podcast is jam-packed with valuable insights and practical tips specifically tailored for parents of kids age 5 and below. So join us and discover how you can use the combined power of science, knowing your child, and your own intuition in making the best parenting decisions for you and your family. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Dr. Victoria Angnolasco, and I'm on a mission to help parents have scientific, research-backed parenting advice to be the calm and loving parents that we all want to be. I'm a developmental and behavioral pediatrician, and I'm also a mom. So I give advice, not just as someone who has studied this and has had professional experience about it, but with a realistic approach as a parent who also has a huge to-do list. In the previous episode, we explored the first three steps of my six-step approach to parenting. This is the process that I use when I coach parents in a one-to-one setting. I do this via Zoom, and if you'd like to know more, please head to my website, discerningparenting.com, to book a call with me. The first three Cs were calibrate, calm, and care. Calibrate, meaning we understand why our kids behave the way they do. Creating a calm environment, not just for our kids, but also for ourselves. And taking care of ourselves as parents. Today, we'll continue with the remaining three C's. Building a strong foundation of connection with your child. Communicating and coaching them effectively. And correcting or navigating sticky parenting issues using the latest scientific evidence. So we did the first three steps during the previous episode, and be sure to check it out. For the fourth step, it's connecting or building a foundation of connection. This is really the foundation of parenting. A lot of times, Parents tell me, I've tried positive parenting, but it just doesn't work for me. Then when we delve deeper, apparently, they skip this very, very important step. 
Building a strong and secure relationship with your child is essential to their development and well-being. In fact, research shows that early relational health has a huge impact, not just on how successful a child will be when they grow up, but even on their health to how likely they are to have hypertension or a heart attack. So if we know this, we need to understand that despite our busy lives, we need to take time to connect with them. The good news is connecting with our kids doesn't mean that we need to take a lot of time or effort or prepare for all of these complicated activities, but just taking a few minutes throughout the day, several times a day to connect with our kids already means a lot. In the parenting space, we often hear of the principle, connection before correction. And in the internet, I often hear it explained this way. For example, they say, oh, if your child kicks you, instead of telling them off, say, I know you're feeling upset now. It's okay to cry, but you can't kick. But connection goes way, way beyond this. It doesn't just mean validating their feelings or connecting with them during the times that they are misbehaving. In fact, it's connecting with them the rest of the time when the misbehavior is not happening and taking the time to just be with them without an agenda, with our gadgets, put away in the other room or turned off or in silent mode. I know this can be a challenge because we want to rush off from one task to the next. But if we take the time now to connect with our kids, those few minutes of connection that we do several times a day, every day consistently, will pay off hugely in the long run. Step five is communicating and coaching. We don't realize this, but at any given time, Kids are expected to follow hundreds of unwritten rules. Young kids often don't realize this. In some places, it's okay for them to run around. In others, they can't. For some people, they will need to learn that they speak with another child differently from how they speak with an older adult, especially someone that they're not familiar with. So it can be challenging for us to communicate our expectations to our kids in a way that they understand at their developmental level. And sometimes, they receive mixed signals from the adults around them. Well, this doesn't make us bad parents. This makes us human. That's why if we want our kids to listen, we need to be able to clearly communicate with them what we expect in a way that they can understand developmentally. One of the ways to do this is by using a visual routine or a visual schedule. And I have more about this in my Discerning Parenting resource library. So be sure to head over to discerningparenting.com now and sign up for our resource library, which is actually a parenting toolkit where you get activities that will help you connect, you will also get resources that will help you communicate and coach with your child. Now, while our kids' brains are still developing, they need clear and concise instructions to understand what is expected of them. In fact, it's not just kids, even us as adults. 
I know my experience if I am driving and the traffic rules are very inconsistent or they're not clear, the signs aren't clear. On some roads, I need to turn left from the second lane. On other roads, I need to go straight from the middle lane. And if we adults, with all our life experiences behind us, already feel confused at unclear rules and inconsistent expectations, what more for a young child? So how do we do this? Let's try to say it simply without using a lot of words. We use simple instructions that get to the point. We break down big tasks into smaller ones. Now, these are just a few tips. And my positive parenting programs and coaching and other resources from discerningparenting.com will show you more about this. Now, the sixth and final step is correction or navigating sticky parenting issues. A lot of the positive parenting advice that we see around goes straight to this step, how to handle misbehavior. If we go straight to this step without building the foundation of all of the previous steps, it's going to leave us frustrated. And that's why many people think that positive parenting isn't working for them. To top it all off, there's a lot of confusing advice about this. Some will say, just ignore it. Some will say, just do timeouts. While others will say, don't do timeouts. Some will say, give consequences. Some will say, don't give consequences. And not to mention the age-old advice that we still hear a lot. For example, there are still some who will say, you need to spank. It's impossible to raise a good human without spanking, which is why we're going to cover this also in an episode in the Discerning Parenting podcast. It's very important to use brain psychology and the science of child development to help us make decisions about these sticky parenting issues. For example, spanking. Research has shown that spanking can have adverse effects on a child's brain development. Therefore, we need to use this scientific evidence on how spanking affects the child's brain, which researchers have already documented. And we use this to guide our parenting decisions. Or timeouts, for example. A lot of people think that timeouts are a punishment, but if we use them in the right way, timeouts can give young kids the time and the space that they need to be able to regulate. I'm sure as an adult, you have also felt the need for timeouts. And the same thing goes for our kids. Now, these are all things that we'll consider in future episodes of the Discerning Parenting Podcast. And also, if you need further guidance about this, we do have our positive parenting coaching programs to help you. And there we have it, the six C's of my one-on-one -on -one coaching package following these six steps. Calibrate, calm, care, connect, communicate and coach, and correct. Using the science of child development to guide our parenting strategies and then applying it to your situation while trusting your own intuition and going with your beliefs and your values, you can create a calmer, more connected, and more enjoyable family life. If you'd like to go deeper on any of these six steps, send me an email at hello at discerningparenting.com and let me know. 
Please don't feel unsupported. So reach out so that you can find calm and joy in parenting. Thank you for listening to this podcast episode and I hope you found these strategies helpful in your parenting journey. I'll see you on the next episode and in the meantime, don't forget to follow the Discerning Parenting Podcast. Any information available at this podcast is intended for general guidance only and must never be considered a substitute for advice provided by a doctor, therapist, or other qualified medical professional. Any information available at this podcast is intended for general guidance only and must never be considered a substitute for advice provided by a doctor, therapist, or other qualified medical professional.